0: Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM.
1: 104.4 FM in harmonics. So the facts are, now we have 116 confirmed cases. This is a statement that came in on Wednesday, which is today, from the Department of Health officially. I just want to say that this is the official number You may be seeing from other media houses and other spaces, social media and so on, where the numbers are rising or are different. It is not our right, it's not within our prerogative to publish those numbers unless they come officially from the department. So I'm not saying that those numbers are wrong, but until they're verified and are published by the necessary authorities, I cannot give you those numbers. This is the only number we're gonna go on. So as we sit right now, we're sitting at 116, the new concern is that now we've got local transmission happening. What this means is that these are people who have no travel history and are also not aware of having been in contact with somebody who's been traveling. So it's it's a new concern. But obviously, a lot of people have also been asked to quarantine themselves or self-isolate. What does this mean? That for me is a bigger concern as well to say, if one person in the family has been asked to, self, to self-isolate, the entire family is concerned. The concern that goes with that, I, I was quite curious in how all of us are going to manage, number one, being so cocooned in our spaces, we've just limited access to one another. We sometimes are told to quarant, to you know, to go into quarantine and so on. Psychologically, what does this mean for all of us? It's a it's a very different scenario. I don't know or remember a time when this is the kind of requirement that we we were given from government to say stay indoors stay far away from everybody don't touch each other don't hug each other don't go to work this is unprecedented in in modern history Annalyana who's a psychologist is joining me on the line thank you so much for joining me anele good afternoon good afternoon melinda'
0: listeners
1: As I said, for me, this is unprecedented. I don't remember a time when I was told not to hug anybody. I know in 93 where there was some sort of panic, but being told not to hug or touch other people, this is unprecedented. How are we going to manage the situation going
0: forward? Um, The beautiful thing about what is going on in our country or around the world, in particular South Africa, there's a plan um, that is in place that is more preventative than curing what is happening. It's not as we don't have a cure but there is a great deal of plans of assisting people to manage their anxieties and all the worries that you're talking about. But the least that I can think of possibly psychologically with this sense of self isolation and all the um the bars around that is people to some degree work with your Um, with the judgment on what is possible and what is not possible. But I can understand how that psychologically makes one to kind of lose it because you don't know what to do with yourself. And so I'm of the view that because there are strategies and because the government is trying its level best to assist people there's nothing much more than what we can expect than what is being given at the at the moment.
1: Sure, so w- which is why then you come in, because a lot of us are staying indoors, <laughs> there is little uh, contact with one another, we are not permitted to hug each other, we're not permitted to show affection. Surely this is going to have an impact psychologically on all of us.
0: <laughs> it's a very hard one, because it's, it's a measure that is there to manage these anxieties. I understand when you do not going to know what to do with yourself. You're self-isolated out um, at home. And what does that imply for people who live in in rural areas or people who live in, in townships where we have one check and we share the same check? Um, the anxiety will never equate to someone who is living in centers um, who can have his or her own space where they can really be isolated. So the degrees and variations of anxiety for the one who is exposed to quite a number of people in the same house as opposed to the one who is probably privileged enough. But I understand that to manage the psychological um, process that goes on, there isn't much that really one you can do. It's just a matter of sitting with the discomfort of being uncomfortable. And for whatever that means, it will then mean by the time there's a plan that's clear. Everyone would believe from the level of anxiety and the worries that we have. Because absolutely, we can try as psychologists, we can try as counsellors to make people come to a point where they are okay. But there isn't much that's so tangible that we can give people to say, this is how you can cope.
1: Is virtual counselling an option?
0: (laughs) Everything now... um, can work. There is nothing much we can say that this one cannot work or this one cannot ultimately work. For instance, if I even if I get a patient that comes to say, I am really paranoid, and there are people who are hypochondriac. they are even at a much greater extent of anxiety and worry about being sick or about being ill. And the only thing I can manage is to say, deal with the levels of management and really make sure that you stick to the hygiene that is being prescribed. You stick to some of the precautionary measures um, that are there, as opposed to someone who is vulnerable to all of these things and they don't have the resources that you have. The only thing you can do is to listen to the updates, is to listen to what is being suggested, and that's the best possible way of managing your anxiety with the available resources. And then the available resources they will help you to manage the discomfort of being uncomfortable by what is happening. This is not happening in one country. This is a global thing. However, the best way of helping our South Africans or people who come for therapy or for counseling is to say there are measures in place. Everyone is trying their level best to make sure that there's a best level of care. And should the worst happen, there are measures and ways in which people can be assisted.
1: From from a practical point of view, as I asked you about virtual counselling, um, are there codes that are available for psychologists to actually claim with medical aids if that's the route we're going to be going?
0: Yes, yes. HFSA has just outlined that. Uh, in any case, there's a standard procedure um, that we can do tele-therapy, um, we can do Skype, um, we can do telephones, like... There's general people who would be preferable um, to to that option, like with ICAS and many other organisations that use or corporate organisations that use um, counselling spaces, they usually they, the the first ground is usually telephone um, counselling. So there are other means and ways in which you can do WhatsApp video call. You can do FaceTime. You can do Skype. So there are other alternatives like that instead of the one-on-one traditional therapy.
1: Anneli Saswana, who is a psychologist, just taking us through there on on what kind of psychologically uh, impact this is going to have. I will take those calls, as I said, 011-482-1510. We continue this coverage until 3. It's 1.30. Let's go to Utzile Saku for the latest in headlines. Good afternoon, Uzile.